So we often talk about our path as a path of happiness, uh, a path in which we uh, seek to know a greater happiness uh, than uh, the kind of happiness that we may be uh, habitually seeking. Sometimes we call this the happiness of awakening or the happiness of the heart. Oftentimes what people say when they come to this path and they seek to know this greater happiness, uh, and you know, and I hear this quite often uh, from folks, particularly once uh, they come to the path and you know, we come up against our habitual, our habitual uh, patterns uh, our stories and the ways that we cling to different emotions uh, that block us off from the heart and from the happiness of the heart. And it's challenging and it's hard. And uh, oftentimes what people say is, or what I've heard many people say over the years is, uh, you know, I just don't know if I can do this. You know, I think, uh, you know, based on my karma, you know, and my lifetime of clinging and holding on to different emotions and aversion and desire and my different stories that, you know, given my karma, I don't know if I can do this. And we've probably all kind of thought this to some extent. I know that I have, you know, and I've often kidded around, you know, if you grew up in my neighborhood on Long Island, you know, you know, it would be pretty, uh, pretty presumptuous to think that you could know the happiness of the heart or that, you know, that the teachings of the Buddha and the teachings of generosity and kindness would be ones that you would be able to adopt and follow through on. Uh, so, uh, you know, we often, uh, you know, particularly when things are difficult, we say, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, given my karma and, you know, the ways that I've held on in the past and the things that I've done, you know, that was always one for me, all the things that I had done up until the time I came to the practice at the age of 35, uh, you know, I don't know, given all the stuff that I had done that, you know, wasn't really very much in concert with the heart, all the ways that I acted out on aversion and desire and uh, my speech and various things that I did, you know, given my karma, I don't know that I can, uh, that I can know this happiness of the heart. So, and again, you know, many people have said that to me, you know, do you really think I can do this given my karma, given my past actions? Uh, and uh, what I have to remind myself and what I often tell people is that uh, if you've gotten this far, you've already come a long way. You know? uh, the truth of it is, is that very few people get this far. Very few people, uh, you know, if you're within the sound of my voice right now, uh, you've already come a long way. You've already come a long way, uh, you know, and I think of, you know, people who've been coming to, you know, our group for years or even if you're newer, uh, you know, uh, you've, 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 your, your karma is, you know, is pretty damn good, is pretty damn good if you've gotten to this point. Uh, you know, the truth, truth of it is, is that you know, very few people get to get to where you where you where you are. You know, and this is what I'll tell people when they when they question their karma uh, and where they're at. You know, very few people are 
concerned with the things that we're concerned with and have made an effort to develop the qualities that we've sought to develop. Uh, you know, very few people you know, in the world are concerned with generosity uh, and virtue and, and uh, practicing non-harming. You, know, you can just look at the world. You don't need me to, to try to convince you of that. Uh, you know, very few, uh, very few are uh, are concerned and interested in being more skillful with their actions. If it's with their speech uh, or in their deeds, uh, very few are uh, interested in, in practicing renunciation. You know? Uh, you know, these are all elements of our parami of our goodness. Uh, that we've developed, uh, uh, that our karma, if you will, has, uh, has fortuitously uh, 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 brought us to the point, you know, uh, where these are things that mean something to us, you know. Uh, you know, and I mean, I, I can kid around, uh, you know, and say, you know, if you grew up in my neighborhood, uh, you know, but the truth of it is, is, I, you know, I mean, I've just been very fortunate and in that uh, I, uh, these were things that were, in, that interested me and that I was concerned with and that I wanted to do in my life in terms of the way that I wanted to live. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's my good fortune, you know, and my good karma and your good fortune and your good karma that's, that's enabled you to get to this point that you've gotten to. Uh, very few people are interested in meditation, you know. Very few people are interested in meditation, you know. And, and then, you know, sort of the counter-argument can be, well, you see all these, all these apps and stuff that people are doing, you know, and very few people are interested in meditation. You know, very few people are, uh, you know, interested uh, and inclined to make an effort to develop the mind and the heart in the way that, in the way that, you know, most of us who've, uh, who've come to this path are, very few people are interested in training the mind and living from the heart. So, you know, this is all kind of in the way of saying that, you know, if you're here and if you've been doing this practice, you've already reached a pretty high level of, uh, of spiritual growth. You know, you've already reached a very, I mean, I don't know any less mundane way of putting it, you know, where it doesn't sound uh, highfalutin, you know, but you've already come a long way. You've already come a long way. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, most people out there are following the ways of the world, you know, looking for happiness in sense pleasures, in gain, in money, in, in material possessions, in status, and in praise. Most are not interested in not following the ways of the world, you know. I mean, most people are, again, and this isn't meant as a criticism. This isn't meant as a criticism, but more as a way of explaining to you uh, that you've already reached a level, if you're practicing the Dharma and you have an interest in doing this and going further, you've already reached a level uh, that, uh, you know, is, is really quite, uh, quite admirable. Uh, you know, most people have never heard these teachings. You know, most people have never heard the teachings of the Buddha. 
you know, most people are not uh, are not uh, making an effort to, to hear these teachings. Uh, you know, most people, and again, this isn't meant to be a criticism, but this is really meant to uh, get you to help you acknowledge your own goodness uh, and and your good qualities, and to stick, to get you to see that you're in a position uh, where you know you, you you can know a greater happiness. Uh, you know, most people, if they do hear these teachings, aren't that interested in them, you know, or it doesn't make sense to them. It doesn't make sense to them. You know, I mean, karma is a very interesting thing. I mean, you know, again, I can get around about where I grew up and, you know, and, and, and this, that, and the other thing, you know, and I can also point to things and influence my mother had on me and going to Sunday school and all that kind of stuff that I think really, you know, contributed to my, my fortuitous karma that enabled me to, uh, to come to this path uh, and to stay with this path for, you know, uh, 30 plus years, uh, but it's very complicated, you know, the Buddha said, you know, it's very complicated, your karma, you know, and uh, without getting into what happened before this life, you know, uh, the time before what happened 66 years ago when I took this birth, uh, you know, that karma is very complicated, you know, and, and it's something that Buddha said, you shouldn't try to figure out, but, you know, you should see where you are, you know, and understand that, you know, if you've gotten this far, you, you know, you're very fortunate, you know, you have very fortunate karma, you're in a very fortunate position, you know. I talked about this a little bit last week in terms of our good qualities, in terms of our generosity and our merit, our virtue, our meditation, and how uh, uh, we've developed this inner wealth, you know. Uh, you know, and in terms of this karma that we've developed, that's gotten us to this point, you know, this is like, this is like, you know, you know, it's an inheritance, you know? I mean, I don't know any less crass way of putting it, but it's an, it's an inheritance. You've, you've, you've come into a really good inheritance, you know? It's like, you know, your, your Dharma trust fund, you know, is, is, is flourishing, you know? Uh, you know, we have this, you know, this, 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 this inner wealth. And, you know, our job, as I said a few weeks ago when I was talking about, you know, the, the, the inner wealth that is expressed in our, in our parami, our good qualities, you know, our job, of course, is to make the most of it. You know, the Buddha said very few people get to the point, you know, when he spoke to the people that he spoke to, you know, very few people get to the point that you've gotten to if you're hearing these teachings, make the most of it, you know, make the most of this opportunity, you know. You know, what does that mean? You know, put, we put our efforts in making the most of it into knowing the happiness of the heart. Even though it's hard, you know, even though it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things I always found interesting, you know, you do this for a long time and you teach for a long time, and there's people in this group right now, you know, who are sitting, who are here in these boxes this morning, who can, I, you know, I, I, can, I can relate this to is, you know, Sometimes somebody will come and, you know, they'll be really into the group and they'll be, you know, come to classes all the time for like four or five years, you know, and then I don't see them for like four or five years, you know, and then four or five years later they come back and they're like really into it and it's like, 
it's like you know it, it's like it's like that's your you know your your karmic just keeps leading you back here you know when i see that i know like this person is like they're stuck with it you know? i mean you're on this path you know like it or not you know and sometimes life takes us off the path uh you know, and I see this with people just they just keep coming back and sometimes they don't come for a while but then they just keep coming back because because this is this is the path that like it or not, you know, it's sort of like uh, you know, a, a writer or an artist who has to write or do their art, you know, it's sort of like you're a Dharma student, you gotta do your Dharma. Blessed, you know, you've been blessed with uh with uh, uh a love of the Dharma, you know. Uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, or, you know, uh, there's something there. There's something, I always say, you know, if, you know you're kind of, there's something there that's in the heart. There's something there that's in the heart. Uh, well, well, I don't know them, but then they come to me, you know, and then, you know, I, I, years ago I practiced, and, you know, but then I kind of stopped doing it. I had a family, I had kids, whatever, and now I, you know, I feel like I need to come, I'm, I, I need to grow and practice more, you know, it's like I always say, well, there's obviously something there that's in the heart. Uh, that is leading you to look for, for a greater happiness, a different happiness, the happiness that the path offers, you know. You know, the, the happiness of the world is a very limited happiness, and it's a very ephemeral happiness. Over the last year, uh, a lot of people uh, saw their happiness, or the things that they looked for happiness in, taken away from them. You know, if it was seeing the people that who were their friends, or being able to do certain activities, or, you know, to be able to... Uh, engage in different uh, ways of knowing the pleasures of the world, uh, those things were taken away from, from, from many people, uh, for, for, for pretty much everybody over the last year, uh, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of people may have seen how ephemeral and how vulnerable the happiness of the world is, right? I mean, that doesn't mean that people are going to change, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's something that uh, perhaps we've kind of even seen with greater understanding over the last year. You know, the extremely limited and ephemeral nature of the happiness of the world, of possessions and material things and... Uh, you know, these conditioned things, these things that are external, that we've been so dependent on, so many people so dependent on these things, and then those things taken away from them. Our goal, if you will, you know, and, and, you know, and I'm, I'm always one to say that, you know, you need to have an understanding of what our goals are, or what your goals are. You know, our goals is to know a different happiness, you know, that, to know the happiness of the heart. You know, that's what we're seeking. We're not seeking that so, so much, or we're shifting our priorities. You know, we're shifting our priorities to know the happiness of the heart. Uh, and, uh, uh, or we could say our, our goal is awakening, you know. You know, I mean, our goal is awakening to know the happiness of the heart. I mean, the happiness of the heart is always there. 
you know, it's part of the truth of the way things are. You know, the Buddha's happiness is always there. It's not something you get. It's not something that because there's a pandemic, you're not, it's no longer available to you. You know, it's not something because there's a pandemic, it's no longer available to you. You know, it's not something that when there's a vaccine, you'll be able to get it more, you know, you know, or when things get better, you'll know more happiness of the heart. It doesn't change. You know, the happiness of the heart is always there. I mean, that's what that's what awakening is. Awakening is awakening to what's already there. You're awake. Most of us are asleep. You know, most of the time we're asleep. We're asleep because we're wanting what we don't have and not wanting what we have, you know? you know? When we awake, we are able to see clearly. We see clearly that there's a happiness that's always there, that's always available to us, you know? And this, the, so, you know, so our goal is to awake, is to wake up, you know, is to wake up to what's already there, you know? Uh, and that's something that, you know, we can do. You know, and again, you know, if, if you've made it this far, you're in a, in a really good position to do that. You know, uh, you know I, I just thought of three things that, you know, that we, you know, three things to think about maybe is, these are sort of Dharma New Year resolutions, you know, three things that it requires to wake up. One is conviction. You know, we've talked about that a lot over the past months. Uh, you know, conviction in our capacity to, to awake, awaken, you know, the conviction that lies on the other side of that doubt, it, you know, that says, because of my karma, I can't do this, you know, you know, so, you know, this conviction and knowing that, you know, you know, I mean, you have incredible potential to awaken. And if you've gotten this far, you're in a really, really good position. You've developed, you've cultivated this inner wealth, you know. You're in a really, really, really good position to awaken. Uh, the second thing is making it a priority, you know, or making it more of a priority. The extent to which we make it a priority is the extent to which we're going to be able to awaken, you know. So it's about shifting priorities, you know, shifting priorities away from the happiness of the world. You know, and I, I mean, I think I, I, I certainly have have practiced with that a lot over this past year is like, well, the happiness of the world is really a lot less available to me this year. I might as well make a little bit more of an effort to know, you know, the happiness of the heart because the happiness of the world, it was kind of fueling me in a lot of ways, uh, you know, over you know, the course of my life has, has really been cut off from me and I better start looking for you know, and making a little bit more of it a priority to notice, to know the happiness inside. Now, this happens to people a lot when they die, right? You know, or when they're dying, you know, all these happinesses that I've known in my life are no longer available to me or are going to be taken away from me pretty shortly. You know, is there a happiness uh, that's greater than the happiness of these conditioned things, you know, that transcends the happiness of these conditioned things? So maybe this year, or in 2020, we were uh, inclined a little bit more to look for a happiness that transcends conditioned things that are so unreliable. So, uh, you know, we make it a little bit more of a priority, right? It's a gradual shifting of priorities, as I've always said. So there's conviction, 
there's making it a priority, and you know, there's practicing, you know, what I would call practicing according to the Dharma, you know, practicing according to the Dharma. This is a tricky one for us because we like to practice. We like to practice according to the Dharma. But we sort of like to practice according to our own Dharma. You know, when we talk about practicing according to the Dharma, we we're talking about practicing by following what the Buddha taught. You know, but there's a lot of you know. And this is so cultural. You know, we see this a lot. Oh, I don't want to do what the Buddha taught. You know, that was that was what the Buddha did. You know, I'm going to make up something. You know, that I that I think is you know maybe a little more contemporary. You know, or I don't like this that the Buddha taught. So let's just practice with that. You know, so. Uh, you know, and again, you know, it's not for everybody, you know, it's not for everybody, but I'm not smart enough to make up my own dharma, you know, and from my perspective, I mean, you have to kind of go by with what other people have said, at least to have some, you know, you know, some faith in, in others, uh, you know, and for me, I always say, you know, it's worked for people for thousands of years, I'm willing to give it a shot, you know, and as I've practiced with it more, and I really learned more about what the Buddha taught, I, for me, it works, you know, for me, it works. So, you know, it's what I teach and what I encourage you to do, you know, is, is, is to practice according to the Dharma, you know, uh, you know practice what the Buddha taught. Uh, I mean, that's what we do here, you know, so that's all that I can offer. Uh, you know, other places maybe you can find something else, but, uh, but you know, if you're going to follow the teachings of the Buddha, then you know, follow the teachings of the Buddha, what the Buddha taught. I mean, we've seen this in our group over the years, right? Where, you know, at a certain point we decided to really practice concentration and breath meditation the way that the Buddha taught. And I think a lot of people who have been around for all those years and went through that process, you know, really saw how things changed when we practice according to the Dharma. But, you know, you have to really, you know, you have to be really attentive to that because, again, it is a lot of you know, a lot of the teachings have been diluted or changed, uh, and you know, and for some people that's okay, uh, but that's not again what we teach. So these three things: conviction, making a priority, and practicing according to the Dharma. So, you know, I'll kind of end with this. You know, being the first talk of the new year, you know. Uh, uh, you know, as, 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 as a little bit of a, you know, a question as you form your resolves, uh, you know, where are we going to look for happiness this year? You know, where are we going to look for happiness? Are we going to look for happiness in the things of the world? In the things of the world. To what extent are we going to look for happiness in the things of the world? You know, over the past year, we've seen how unreliable that happiness is. You know, if we've been paying attention, we didn't need to get to the point of a pandemic to see how unreliable that happiness is, you know. But, you know, is 2021 going to be a good year if you are, if, if, if things change and the happinesses of the world are more available to you? Is that what's going to define a good year? Is that what's going to define a good year? Uh, for, some, for most people it is. You know, that's the ways of the world. Well, maybe this year will be a good year, you know, if things change in the world. That's a big if, you know. That's a big if. 
and it's it's a very unreliable and very shaky foundation on which to build your hopes for happiness. You know, uh, you know, the happiness of the Dharma uh, depends on being awake. You know, it depends on being awake. It doesn't depend on anything outside, outside of uh, uh, us, of outside of what's inside of us. You know. So it depends on being awake to what's in the heart, you know. You know, it was really interesting for me, you know, and you know, you know, and it's always good to to look back and look forward and look at what's happening in the present moment, you know. And I look at the past year, and uh, you know, all the things that happened in the world, and you know, in in my life personally, you know, moving back to the U.S. and everything that went along with that, and trying to find an apartment and all all that stuff and being unsettled and it was a good year <laughs> you know it was a good year you know it was uh, it was I, I experienced a greater happiness this past year than I ever experienced and that's been true every year that I've practiced the Dharma you know and I was a little shocked I, you know as I looked back over the year and I said you know, I, I knew more bliss this year and more happiness of heart and more joy and more love and more compassion and more of a sense of wonder and a greater peace and more freedom than I've ever known. Yeah. So, so the, the, the happiness of the path is a happiness that's not dependent on external circumstances. Now, if I judged my happiness on that, yeah, it was, it was a shitty year, you know? But that's not the way I judge my happiness, you know? That's not where I look for happiness. Because I look for happiness in something that's greater than those very limited and ephemeral things of the world. You know, for the most part I do, or I try to do that. I mean, I certainly have my moments when it's like, oh my God, things suck, you know? And then I kind of, I'm mindful of that. And I remember that there's happiness in that, in, in every moment in the heart. There's happiness in every moment in the heart. And I, I defy anybody to disagree with that. And it's just about to be awake to that. So, you know, the, the, the path, happiness of the path is not dependent on anything that's external. You know, it, it depends on how free we are from our clinging. It depends on how awake we are and how close to the heart we are. You know, it's a greater happiness. So, I think it was... I think it was uh, Zen Master Dogen, maybe it was Anne, I'm not sure, you know, who said, uh, you know, every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. Every year is a good year. Every year is a good year.